listening to the Life Edit Project podcast, where busy, ambitious high achievers get the tools they need to fight overwhelm and overthinking with balance, self-mastery, and a positive mindset. I'm your host, Elizabeth Burroughs. I'm serving up bite-sized truth bombs in a judgment-free zone based on my perspective as a life coach, wife, mom, and recovering overachiever. We keep it real over here, which usually means some combination of insightful, entertaining, and a hot mess express. So if you're looking for perfection, look elsewhere. But if you're still with me, let's dig into this week's episode. Good day, good people. Welcome to episode 34 of the Life Edit Project podcast. I'm Coach Elizabeth coming at you today with another episode. I'm glad y'all are still here and rocking with me during the postseason. I have a special guest here in my studio. Say hi, Naomi. Hello. How's life? Yes, that's my baby girl, y'all. Um, She's not really a guest on this episode. She's just here with me as I record. Anyways, uh, in case you're new around here, new episodes of the show drop every Wednesday. During the regular season, you'll get a new, fresh, original conversation. But right now, since we're still between seasons, I am sharing audio from previously recorded videos that I did on other platforms. And today's show is a rebroadcast of a Facebook live stream that I did a while back. Before we dive in, tell me this. Do y'all remember the Oscars slap incident? When Chris Rock was hosting the Oscars and he made fun of Jada Pinkett Smith's bald head and Will Smith got up out of his seat and walked on stage and slapped Chris Rock across the face and then went back to his seat and proceeded to continue yelling and cussing. And then nothing happened. The show just carried on. (laughs) So um, that was wild. Some crazy things have happened in the last few years, y'all. And so the morning after the Oscars slap, it was literally all over the internet. That's all anybody was talking about. And I don't normally talk about current events here at the Life Edit Project, but I decided to go live that next day because I had something to add to the conversation. So I was getting all itchy listening to everyone else talk about the situation because everyone was just stuck arguing over whether Will was right or what Jada did wrong or that Chris Rock's reaction should have been different or whatever. And everybody, I felt like, was just missing the point. Nobody was learning anything. So I made it my business to take my audience to school with this conversation because there were lessons to be had. And so now I'm bringing this conversation back around to you here on the podcast so that you can learn these lessons too. So listen up. Here are four lessons from the Oscars slap. And no, none of them are about what you should do if somebody slaps you in the face. All right. (laughs) So enjoy. Ready? Let's go. As a life coach, when I look at a situation like the Oscar slap, um, I think I see it a little bit differently than just all of the the regular social commentary that's out there. So I'm going to tell you my perspective of what's going on, okay? So I have a list of four key points that I believe, um, four lessons that I took from the Oscar slap. Now, the first thing 
the very first thing that I think we can all learn from the Oscar slap is this. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. The whole reason this situation happened, the whole reason Will Smith had some kind of reaction is because Chris Rock made a joke. And he's a stand-up comedian, right? Stand-up comedians tend to use people's appearances in the places that they're at as easy fodder for jokes, right? They're, they're things that are happening in real life that they can react to. Um, and if some, something is strange or different enough, that's usually enough to give them material to make a joke out of something and to make it funny. Um, but here's what we know, right? Um, Jada Pinkett Smith, so, so the, what Chris Rock chose to make a joke about was the fact that Jada Pinkett Smith um, is rocking a shaved head, right? Um, however, what Chris Rock assumed was just a bold fashion statement or uh, a, a, a personal expression <laughs> um, was really Jada Pinkett Smith's very public display of a private issue that she's been dealing with related to a medical condition called alopecia. Chris Rock did not know that Jada Pinkett Smith has been losing her hair and, and that she has actually struggled with it and that showing up and really owning and leaning into her hair loss by shaving her head and allowing herself to be seen in that way is actually a very, very vulnerable space for her. Chris Rock, even though Jada Pinkett Smith has been talking about this publicly, if you're not following her in her story, you may not know, you may have no idea. And Chris Rock is among the group of folks who had no idea. He did not realize it would be so vulnerable, right? Um, and that's why he made the joke. And in fact, when Will Smith reacted, when Jada Smith reacted, right, because she rolled her eyes and all that, he did not understand why they were reacting in that way. He was like, oh, that was a very mild joke. You rocking a bald head. He made a joke in relation to a bald head, right? Um, so he didn't get it. And this is just a very clear reminder to us all that you don't know what you don't know, right? There, are, it, You are a human being, a very finite human being, and there is no way that you are ever going to be able to know all the facts, to have all the information about all the people around you and about all of the things that are affecting all the people around you. And so at some point, it is very likely that you will do something or make some kind of decision or make some kind of action that had you had more or different or more complete information, you would do things differently. But we're human and we don't know everything. And sometimes we don't even know that there is something that we don't know. Sometimes we don't have all the information and we think we do. And this leads us to taking actions that are very different than what we would otherwise do if we even realized that we had an ignorance. So this is just a really clear reminder that a lot of us are just doing the best we, ha we can with what we have, right? And we don't always know what we don't know. That is true for you. <clears throat> and the same is going to be true for everyone else around you. They don't always know everything. <clears throat> Excuse me, I don't know what's happening, y'all. They don't always know everything. Um, and they might not know that they even have a level of ignorance around something. 
Sorry, y'all. Gotta get this frog out of my throat. So that's the first thing that I want to remind y'all of, okay? What else do I want to remind y'all of? <clears throat> the second lesson, the second lesson that I took from the Oscar slap. Y'all ready, boo? Um, it is that <clears throat> thoughts, opinions, and feelings vary from person to person. Thoughts, opinions, and feelings vary from person to person. I know we really like to think that things like values um, and protocol and um, respectability and all that stuff, we love to think that those are standards that are universal. And I am here to remind you, in fact, Will Smith and Chris Rock gave us a wonderful example to remind us that those things are just made up. Will Smith in, uh, so, so after the slap, <laughs> about half an hour later or so, now I didn't actually watch the Oscars, I just watched the videos of some of this, right? But after the actual slap, uh, Will Smith ended up receiving the Oscar for Best Actor. Um, and in his acceptance speech, he addressed the slap. Um, and he did a little bit of explainer of, of why he responded the way he did. Um, <clears throat> he mentioned that it a lot of it, much of it was coming from him feeling like he's being called to protect his family. And so he did it out of protection for his wife. You may not agree that what he did protected his wife. You may not agree that men need to protect their wives in such physical ways. <clears throat> his wife, for all we know, may not agree that her husband acted out of protection or that what he did was an act of protection. We, we have no idea, right? But what I can tell you is that whatever it is that you are thinking or believing about the Oscar slap, about what Will Smith did, about even how Chris Rock, you know, made the joke, um, how, how he responded to Will Smith. P.S. Chris Rock did not slap back. <laughs> um, whatever it is that you're thinking Will Smith did, did not do, should have done, whatever Chris Rock did, did not do, and should not have done in response to what Will Smith did, what you think Jada Smith should or should not have done in the situation, regardless of all that, none of that is true. Whatever you think they should have done is just that. It is your thought. And it is based in your opinion because, and, and it is coming out in your feelings. And this is why things like respect and values are not universal. It is because we don't just experience reality the way it is. We are running everything we encounter in this world, we are running it all through a filter, through the lens of our personal thoughts and, and um, traumas and experiences and beliefs, right? So just because you believe that husbands should defend the honor of their wives to the point of physical violence does not mean that everyone else agrees and it does not actually make that standard that you have true. 
And we know this is true, right? Don't fight me. I know I know you like to tussle. <laughs> but don't fight me, right? I'm not here to argue with you. I'm just pointing out the obvious, right? We know that whatever standard you have or that anybody else has is not the truth because you can go online, type in hashtag Oscar Slap or whatever or Will Smith or whatever, and you can find all the millions of different opinions that people have about this whole situation. Because people are just very willingly telling you what they think people should and should not have done in this situation. And all I want you to know is that there are no shoulds, right? Or if you're going to have shoulds, just know that the shoulds belong to you. And your shoulds, Will Smith doesn't owe you <laughs> whatever you think he should have done. Chris Rock doesn't owe you whatever he, you think he should have done. Jada Pinkett Smith doesn't owe you whatever you think she should have done, right? All of that belongs to you. The other thing that I want you to know about this whole thing of, you know, us running reality through the filter of our own experiences and traumas and beliefs um, is that we're not always going to receive things. There, there is a gap between what happens and how we receive them. And because of this gap, it means that... Not everything that you will receive as an attack on you has been delivered with malicious intent. I must say that again because it's an important point. Not everything that you receive or experience as an attack was actually delivered with malicious intent. This is true. So just because you are offended does not mean that someone aimed to offend you. You can take offense, you can be offended, it does not mean that someone actually went on the offense against you. I'm stepping on toes, I know I am. <laughs> the other thing, now if that is true, the converse of that is also true, or the inverse of that is also true, right? Not everything that you will send out into the world in innocence or in jest or in good humor or in good fun is going to be received that way. It's not everything that you send out with love and light is going to be received with love and light. Sometimes you're going to make a joke and someone's feelings are going to get hurt. Does it mean that you're wrong? Does it mean that they're wrong for being hurt? All it means is that thoughts, opinions, and beliefs, and feelings vary from person to person. This is less true. Right? Which leads me to my next point. This is the third thing that I want y'all to know that we can learn from the Oscar slap, if you're tracking with me. And that is this. Write this one down. If you're taking notes, write this one down. It's a good one. You get to choose your actions, but you don't get to choose their reactions you get to choose your actions always you don't get to choose other people's reactions those choices are not up to you right so chris rock made a choice to make a joke where someone's appearance was the punchline and in that scenario the punchline was jada pinkett smith right? And her bald head. <clears throat> that was Chris Rock's choice. 
It was. That was his choice. The action that Will Smith chose to make was to get up out of his seat and slap Chris Rock across his face. And then sat back down and yell at Chris Rock a bit more about keeping his wife's name out of his mouth. That was the action. Chris Rock had another choice to make. When Will Smith slapped him, Chris Rock chose to not respond with, with equal violence. He did not slap him back. He did not square up and say, what you want to do? <laughs> what he chose to do instead was to act like it was part of the show, was to write it into his set, right? So he made a joke about the fact that he just got slapped on national TV. And he kept the show going. Like, he, he proceeded. He went into his next lines, right? So, and please note that that whole situation would have been very different had anyone in that situation made any kind of different choice. If Chris Rock would have made a different choice to make a different joke, one not based on someone's appearance, but based on maybe a film that they had already been in. Could have been a different night, y'all. We might not be having this live right now. <laughs> if Will Smith had chosen to simply yell at Chris Rock from his seat instead of just getting up, we would be having a different conversation right now, yeah? Um, if Chris Rock had chosen to slap Will Smith back or to tackle him as Will Smith was walking back to his seat, we would be having a totally different conversation. I'm sure the producers over there at the Oscars would have had to make a bunch of different decisions. I'm sure the TV censors, right, and all the folks at the network would have been doing a whole lot more. <laughs> right um everyone in that scenario had a choice to make but regardless of the choice that Chris Rock made or that Jada Pinkett Smith made or that uh Will Smith made none of them got to choose how anyone else responded in that situation and here is what I want you to remember y'all because they just they gave us the perfect example and that is this sometimes in certain situations, there will be people who will choose violence. Sometimes people choose violence. Will Smith literally got up out of his seat, walked across the stage to slap Chris Rock across his face. He went out of his way to choose violence. Y'all, you get to choose what you do. You don't get to choose whether or not someone reacts positively or negatively, right? And sometimes people will choose violence and that is also not up to you. We know there's a whole lot of people in this world who choose violence on the regular. We know it, right? It is something that happens. Um, you can't afford to, to walk around in life as if violence is not an option for everybody else. Things that may not be an option for you may be very real probabilities for other people because everybody ain't you. Good solid reminder, y'all. <laughs> and 
my last point, you know, I'm going to recap the first three points because I see some folks that have hopped on. If you're watching this, say, hey, share this out because I think this is good. A nice little teachable moment. Um, the first three lessons that I talked about that we got um, from the Oscar slap is this. One is you don't know what you don't know. Right. And when you are unaware that you even have a level of ignorance about something, you can make decisions that are otherwise not the same or not as good as decisions that you would make if you had better or more complete information. It's just something to remember. You don't know what you don't know. Um, number two is that thoughts, opinions and feelings vary from person to person. They are individual experiences. And there is always a gap between reality and how people experience reality. And just at and your intentions may not align with someone else's experience of something that you do. Likewise, how you experience someone else's action may not align with what their intentions were either. These are things. Um, the third point that I just mentioned is that you always get to choose your own actions, but you do not get to choose other people's reactions. And sometimes other people's reactions will be violence. <laughs> um, and my fourth and final lesson that I want to give about this whole scenario um, is this. And I think this is the most important one, the most important one. Don't underestimate the power of compassion. Don't underestimate the power of compassion. Compassion towards others and compassion towards yourself. So in this Oscar slap situation, compassion was the tool that turned this moment of pain into an opportunity to heal. There are conversations that are happening right now around the world and online about alopecia that were not happening yesterday before the Oscars because there is now a higher level of awareness about the medical condition that Jada Pinkett Smith is struggling with that led to her hair loss. Had Chris Rock not made that joke, had Will Smith not had his violent reaction, this this moment of pain would not have resulted in this, uh, in this moment of awareness, which can create the opportunity for some people to heal or be connected to resources around alopecia. That's one. And that's the low-hanging fruit, y'all. The next thing we saw was um, mentors of Will Smith, so namely, I think it was Tyler Perry and Denzel Washington, that pulled Will Smith aside and had conversations with him. They were they were uh, essentially coaching him on the sidelines, right? They were having conversations with him, giving him tips, right? And as a result, Will Smith, when he stepped up to the mic for his acceptance speech for the Best Actor Oscar Award, right? When that happened, he was able to show up there and bring a new level of awareness, like bring his pain to the forefront. And the compassion that he felt from Denzel Washington and Tyler Perry, and honestly, everybody else at the Oscars that 
allowed things to go on. Honestly, the compassion that he got from Chris Rock, right? Who chose not to respond by violence in kind, right? All of those things created a moment that turned the Oscar stage into a platform where Will Smith got a chance to talk about what he deals with and what he is struggling with as a man, as a husband, as a father. Now, you don't even have to agree with him, but compassion turned that stage into a platform for this very conversation. Compassion can also turn moments of division into opportunities to reconcile. Compassion can turn moments of division into opportunities to reconcile. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes in the marriage between Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith, right? Um, we do know that theirs has not been a drama-free marriage, right? We do know, right? Entanglement, anybody? I don't even want to go there, right? But if Will Smith standing up there and doing perhaps what many have, have, have uh, hypothesized, which is um, showing up and protecting his wife in a way that he was not able to do when the whole entanglement situation broke headlines, maybe it's creating an opportunity for reconciliation within his marriage. I don't know. <laughs> right? Um, and I would be willing to bet that there's going to be an opportunity. There's division now between Will Smith and Chris Rock, for sure. Because of all the apologies that Will Smith uttered, an apology to Chris Rock was not one of them on that stage. Just, I just want to note that. But... Just because there's division now does not mean there is not an opportunity for future reconciliation between them. And if that moment comes, y'all, we are going to learn from it, right? You're going to have two masters of the trade, two black men who are legends in their own right for the work that they have done in, in comedy and in film, right? Um, and in writing and, and all this stuff. Two industry giants who are right now on opposite ends. And if they come back together, can you imagine the conversations? Can you imagine what they can demonstrate for us as a community, as a people? Powerful stuff. If compassion makes it to the table. So I just wanted to pop on really quick. I, I'm not gonna hold y'all long today. I don't even know how long I've been talking. Um, but I just wanted you all to know that everything is a teachable moment when, uh, at least for me with my brain as a life coach. Um, so, <laughs> uh, once again, my name is Elizabeth. I'm the founder of the life edit project. If you enjoyed this, give me some likes, throw some stuff in the comments. You know, I say that some comments now. Let me just take a peek. Yeah. So Crystal is talking about action and reaction. Yes. She feels bad for the people who worked hard to get their names mentioned at the Oscars. And now all of that is overshadowed by the slap heard around the world. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, but you know what? <clears throat> there are things that happen every single day. Like how, how often do we plan for one particular thing to be our point of focus? And then the unexpected happens. And we have to deal with that and, and attention shifts, right? That happens a lot. 
But here is what we can, um, here's what we know. For all of the people who were Oscar nominees, for all of the people who won awards, even if they didn't get the fanfare and they didn't make the trending list and everything on social media because of this Oscar slap dominating the news cycle, um, guess what? Just because they didn't get the fanfare doesn't take away the fact that they got a nomination or an award. Um, and even if nobody celebrates it, that accomplishment still belongs to them. Still gets to go on their resume. If they take home an Oscar, it still gets to go home on their shelf, right? And sit there for everybody to see. Like, it does not actually detract from what they did. That is the beauty of it. Um, hey, you just gave me a whole nother lesson for this. <laughs> Point number five, y'all. Even if no one else is celebrating, it doesn't take away from any accomplishment that you have earned. Even if nobody else is talking about it, if nobody else knows about it, if you got the receipts, you get to still claim it on your resume and no one can take it from you. Let that be a lesson. <laughs> Don't wait for them to validate you. You validate yourself by getting there. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for that. That was good. Um, so that's all I have for you all today. Um, if you are interested in just having someone with this type of perspective um, help you extract insights like this from your everyday life, you need a coach. Um, and I am still accepting new clients. So if you're interested in working with me, I currently offer one-on-one -on -one, uh, sessions I work with clients in either six-week packages or 12-weeks packages, so six weeks or 12 weeks at a time, um, and you can learn more. You can visit my website, lifeeditproject.com, to learn more, and if you're interested in actually signing up for coaching and working with me and you want to get the party started, you can book a 30-minute Zoom call with me. I call them discovery calls. This is where we talk about whatever it is that you need help with, what area of your life you want to improve, um, whatever challenges that you want to work through, how I can support you. We talk through all of that. We talk through how coaching may be the solution for you and what you can expect from it. Um, and we get to figure out whether or not we like each other. You get to, to decide if I'm your coach um, and if you're my client and if and if we like each other and we want to do it, then we decide to work together. Um, so if you want to book a discovery call, there's links all over my website, but you can also go to bit.ly slash coaching, please. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash coaching, please. All one word, all lowercase. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. I hope you have an amazing rest of the week. It's, it's just Monday and I feel like exhausted just from the ostrich lap. Just exhausted y'all. <laughs> Anyhow. I hope you have an amazing rest of the week. Um, take care. Don't forget to share this broadcast. Um, if you have any questions or comments, you can drop them right in the chat. Even if you're catching the replay, I promise you I always respond, okay? Um, so that's all for now. Y'all have a wonderful day. Bye. 
Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Life Edit Project podcast. I'd love to hear what your favorite moment or key takeaway was from this conversation. You can send me a message on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter to let me know. My handle is at Life Edit Project, all one word, in all the places. My social media is linked up in the show notes to make it easy for you. Holla at your girl. I'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, don't just stay busy with the life you have. Get busy creating the life you want.